At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. A big program on tap today in 45 minutes. Rich Hollenberg from the Tampa Bay Rays. He's their studio guy. We're going to break down the Rays with him as well as this race in the AL East. I think it's really truly a four-team race. You may know Rich from his work on uh, college basketball for ESPN as well. And maybe we'll even have a question about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Amal. Yeah, I can't wait. All 22 coming back for the Bucs, but the Rays continue to play well. And we'll see what happens in that division. Saturday night in Phoenix, Suns jumped out to a huge first quarter lead when they were down two nothing Amal you told us you still like the Bucks to win this series they evened it you, you loved them in game three that was a suitcase bet for you they evened the series you said they're either going to win game five or game seven at talking stick were you concerned when they got in the big hole early in that game that they were going to come back down three two I was a little bit but when you looked at the field goal percentage I think Phoenix started out 11 for 13 I said okay this is not going to last so you felt pretty good about your chance. And look, at the NBA, I mean, if anybody who has followed the NBA or ever made bets on the NBA, you know it's a game of runs. Just because you have a 16-point lead. Mike, I'll give you a quick example. Back when the Sonics were in Seattle, I remember KG was playing for Minnesota. I'm laying two points in the first half with Minnesota on the road. They're down 20 with 11 minutes to go in the second quarter. They're up at halftime by four. Easy cover. <laughs> exactly, especially if you didn't watch. Easy cover. Giannis, terrific again. I mean, the last three games averaging 33, 12, and 7 on 60% shooting from the floor. Middleton, solid 29, 7, and 5. 
Uh, 47% from two, 39% from three, 86% from the line. And Holiday's contributed as well, 25 and 10, 44% from the field, 39% from three again, and 100% from the line. Yeah, I'll tell you what, if you are looking at it from a Milwaukee perspective, you need a Drew Holiday step up. I said he's going to step up. I'm not sure which game it's going to be, and he's going to show out. He's too good of a player not to. He did. And I'll tell you what, he made, again, another great defensive play. But I thought the sequence with Holiday getting the steal, uh, then throwing the ball to Giannis for the alley-oop. I was a little bit concerned. I'm like, oh, don't don't throw it away. And then Giannis with the tap back to Middleton, which was surprising that he missed the first free throw, but just a tremendous job by this team. Really impressed with what they were able to do in this game going on the road. If you're Milwaukee, there is not a better scenario you could dream of to play the Phoenix Suns game six at home to close it out. Mike, as much as I like Milwaukee to win the series, if they don't win Game Six, I'm concerned that they could lose Game Seven. But I really am confident they're going to win Game Seven. The crowd, six. the crowd here at Circus Sports Saturday night was electric, electric for this NBA game, and there were a ton of people on both sides. Right. Suns jerseys, Bucks jerseys. It was just a great atmosphere. We did well on the game because we took a lot of Suns money line action, uh, and and that made us a winner on the game. Let's look ahead to Game Six now in Milwaukee. We see the Bucks open up as a five point favorite here, minus two dollars on the money line. Last game, game five, highest scoring game in the series. See the total ticking up again, 222 here, Maul. Yeah, I like Milwaukee here to win the game. I don't know if they cover the five. I think it's a big number. I would actually look at the Suns. I think it's going to be a close, tight game. But I like uh, Milwaukee to win this game and close it out. Would you play them here on the money line, minus $2? I would. because You I, haven't made a futures bet, right? You no. just bet game by game. Yeah, and uh, I, I like the Bucks still here. I probably should have made some opportunities <laughs> when they were down 2-0. But I, I still like them to win this series. When they were down two, oh, I think you could have got them at twelve to one to win the series in six, yeah. and it's something like five dollars overall. They they became such a such a big dog to win it in seven. Odds for the MVP, Giannis, who drifted up to over plus five dollars after the first game. Right. Obviously, coming off the injury, weren't sure if he's going to play. Steadily, game three, game four, game five. Now the presumptive favorite to win it, minus four dollars. Is there anybody else that can win it in this series if Milwaukee wins? Does Middleton still have a shot? He's thirty to one. Or do you have to give it to Giannis? I think you have to give it to Giannis. Uh, you know, I saw a couple of people on social media saying that uh, Chris Middleton has closed this, that, and the other. Listen, Chris Middleton's done a great job. This team is not even close to where they are right now without Giannis. Can Giannis win if the Bucks lose in seven? You've I, made I, this I, argument. Not, not anymore because I don't think he's had outstanding through-the-roof games in games number uh, four and five. He's played well, don't get me wrong. But I think if they were to come and win, I think Booker's the guy when you look at it. Sun's perspective. Yeah, from Sun's perspective, if in seven, they're now even in the bed in the bed market. Booker and Chris both six fifty here. You'd give it to Booker. There's no question about it. We the number of turnovers that Chris Paul had. This is why we see Milwaukee win this game three, four, four. Fifteen turnovers. Fifteen. I'll tell you right now, John Stockton's not turning the ball over fifteen times. Yeah, that certainly is a damning statistic. When you make the argument for Chris Paul, it seemed the storyline coming into these finals was it was set up for him for him to get his first title late and win the MVP. This is the nuts. I'm Mike Palm, and he's a Mal Shaw talking about upcoming Game Six in the NBA Finals. Milwaukee Bucks, uh, a five-point home favorite with a total of 222. Uh, Amal looking at the money line here. If he was going to take the points, it would be with. He thinks once again this is going to be a one-possession game. Yeah, we've had the first three games were blowouts, and the last few games have been close. And I expect this one to be very competitive and close. You know, Phoenix, the season's on the line. Uh, Milwaukee, you know, you're in a situation here where you know you're going to potentially get a seventh game if necessary. But if you're the Bucks, 
you got to get off to a fast start. You really cannot allow Phoenix to get out early and dictate things. We've got Rich Hollenberg of the Tampa Bay Rays going to be on the program in about 40 minutes. We'll talk AL East with him. Uh, you may know Rich from his play-by-play work on ESPN for college basketball. We had him on earlier yeah. in the year to discuss college basketball heading into the tournament. This time we'll focus on the race. I want to get an update them all on the health of Tyler Glass now. Seems he might be a little bit ahead of his timetable for a 60-day return. Of course, that's very important to the race at the top of their starting rotation. Amal, I mentioned that Giannis now minus $4 yeah. to win the finals MVP. A new betting market has opened up, and that's for the league MVP for next year. And I wanted to get your reaction to some of these numbers. I know you haven't looked at it just yeah. yet. Your favorite to win the MVP next year, Luka Doncic at 4-1. to one. Eh. <laughs> Joel Embiid with the 76ers and Kevin Durant, co-second choices at plus $7. You know, I like Durant. Embiid, my question is, can he stay healthy? That, that's always a concern with Embiid. Will he get enough games in? Uh, I, I wouldn't touch him at 7-1. to one. Do you think that Kyrie will still be with the Nets next year? A speculation he will not be. I think that would benefit Durant and Harden, but I think it's still going to be tough to win an MVP when you're playing with James Harden. Yeah, that's what I, and especially if you have both of them. Yeah. Because uh, you really split. It's like the Dodgers. How do you win the MVP on the Dodgers? You're splitting the votes on one team when they're so talented. Giannis, interesting here at 8-1. to one. Uh, To me, Giannis at 8-1, to one, it's going to be tough to win three MVPs in four years. I mean, you're going to have to have stellar seasons. You're talking, you remember Larry Bird won three in a row, 84-86. to 86. Jordan won four in five years. I think it would be very difficult to duplicate that. So for me, uh, I, I don't think it would be a bet that I would make. We've seen in the betting markets the Warriors get a lot of respect next yeah. year as far as NBA title. Steph Curry, co-fourth choice with Giannis at 8-1. to one. You know, A lot of this can be dictated by what they do in the offseason. Let's say they acquire Ben Simmons. I would love Steph Curry to win the MVP at 8-1 to one because Ben Simmons would be the perfect complementary player for that team. You put him in a scenario where you rebound, play defense, you know, get some buckets on the open floor, set some screens for Steph, get him the ball. I think he could have a tremendous year. LeBron eleven to one. I think is a guy you always have to look at. I'm surprised that LeBron's eleven to one. Well, I think health is a concern. Yeah. I think you know he's got to stay healthy. Uh, also, who's going to be his Robin? Is it going to be Anthony Davis? Are they comfortable with him? Davis has some question marks. Look, I think Anthony Davis is far better than people give him credit for. A lot of people always sit there and say, "Ah, oh, he's this, he's that." No, he's a great player. I think health is a little bit of a concern with him. Um, yeah, I still think at more than 10 to one, you know, the Lakers are the second choice to win the title behind the nets in, in the market, in the betting market, Damian Lillard at 11 to one. No, this is, <laughs> this is like sitting there saying the housing markets in New York and San Francisco are the same in Des Moines, Iowa. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> the defending reigning, uh, MVP, Nikola Jokic, 15. Oh, I'm to sorry. One. I thought you meant Chris Paul. No, <laughs> no, Jokic, no, no. Okay. We're... One should be about 25, 30 to one. Yeah. We'll pass on that. Uh, it, for me, looking at this market, I would look at Embiid and LeBron um, as the two people for the odds right there. Still still need to see, to your point, what's going to happen in the offseason with the Lakers. Do you think the Lakers are going to trade away any of the parts that they have right now or lose them to free agency? I think Schroeder gets a, uh, they re-sign him and then they trade him, sign and trade, and I mm-hmm. think Kuzma's on the move. We're going to continue our breakdown of each of the uh, teams in the NFL and stay with the NFC South. And today we're going to take a look at the Carolina Panthers. First, we'll look at their team odds, and then we'll look at their individual odds, both coach and players. And Amal and I will come up with the bet that we like uh, the most for the Panthers. 80-1 to to be Super Bowl champions, 35-1 to to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. NFC South, which is a tough division that... Obviously has the reigning Super Bowl champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in it. They are plus 850. Win total here is interesting, Amal, at 7.5. Remember, a 17-game season. So if you want to go over, they've got to be 8-9 and nine or better. You go under. 
uh, 7 and 10 or worse. Juiced a little to the over at minus 115. Lay, lay a nickel with the under. To make the playoffs, plus 210. To miss the playoffs, minus 275. You know, one of the things I don't like about, and this is the great thing about sports, right? Either win or lose. But Matt Rule, to me, is a guy who's never going to get enough credit for what he's done. Temple, Baylor, so far Carolina, unless they win at all. But I think this guy's done a tremendous job. They don't have quite the talent there yet. Question marks around the quarterback situation. But Christian McCaffrey, they've got some good pieces drafted. J.C. Horn at the cornerback position out of South Carolina. Uh, wow, they're plus to make the playoffs only plus 210? Mm-hmm. I thought that number should be higher because they're still in a very competitive division. To Matt Rule, and we'll talk about him for Coach of the Year, though, I don't know if enough gets made of the job he did at Baylor. Because, yeah, exactly. Because of the state that the program was in, on that campus, not just on the football field, but on all the allegations and the culture there. It's very tough to go in there and continue some some sort of a tradition of winning. Well, to your point, you're absolutely right. Taking over for the uh, issue that was there with Art Bryles and you know some of the things surrounding that. But here's the other thing. Baylor, beautiful campus. I don't know if you've ever had the pleasure of going to Waco. No. Let me tell you, nobody's ever saying, we ain't coming out. You're trying to get out of there as quick as you can, okay? I mean, it's not an area you want to it's, – it's not the best area to – it's not the most fertile area to recruit to. But give him credit with the way they were able to turn things around there. I think it's a program that he did a tremendous job with, and that's why Carolina and David Tepper, the owner there, chose him to be the head coach. And I think this team is going in the right direction. Does the football program get lifted by the success of the basketball program in terms of recruiting? No. Okay. But it's the other way around mm-hmm. for basketball. Yeah. If the football program is elevated, because there's so much more national exposure. Let's mm-hmm. be real here. Baylor won a national title, and there's still people who won't even know that when we ask them two weeks before the season starts. I want to take a look at the schedule here uh, because I think this win number is interesting at seven and a half. Let's take a look at their outside division games. They get that, the, the rematch game for Sam Darnold against his old team. They get to host the Jets in week one. I think that's a good spot for them to get off on a positive start. I would agree with you. Right? Um, then they get to go to the Texans, another winnable game here. Uh, they travel to the Cowboys, who they've traditionally done well against this, this organization. Uh, they host the Eagles winnable game. Interesting game in week six at home to the Vikings. Um, when you when you were, if you make lines and project them out, I think that line's got to be uh, to a pick. They go to the Giants, their uh, you know, bottom of the back NFC team on the road. Um, the Patriots at home instead of having to go to Fox. They travel to Arizona. They get the Dolphins at home. Tough match. Week 15, 16, 17, 18. Very difficult to close the Orchard Park. Get the defense. Super Bowl two two out of week sixteen you host them and then week eighteen to Tampa Bay and then uh, at New Orleans in week seventeen so to close the year is very difficult you've got to get to that eight wins maybe by the time you're done with week fourteen or or seven at least yeah but here's the thing week eighteen may not be a problem for them at Tampa because if they've the Buc- locked up home yeah field. If Buccaneers mm-hmm. are in a position or if they you know mm-hmm. if they're kind of locked into where their situation is so something to pay attention to. You know, you mentioned that game uh, week six at home against the Vikings and week seven at the Giants. We sit there and say probably win- winnable games potentially. How come in the NFL none of these games are ever easy? I mean, right? Yeah, like, you know, turn on that Giants game in week seven, and you'll be like, oh, a Giants up 17-10. <laughs> I mean, you know, fourth quarter, whatever R- score may be. Rams hosting the Jets last year, you thought would have been, a, you know, what was that? That was a more than a two-touchdown line. No, none, none did, of the games did, are even That was a different scenario, yeah. though, than going to Seattle the previous week. Yeah. Um, but if you look at the schedule here and you try to project out eight wins, let's say – hosting the Jets, at the Texans, home to the Eagles, at the Giants, one of the two games against the Falcons, right? That gets you to five. Um, Redskins is a tough game. Redskins at Hosting Redskins and at Dolphins could be pick them. 
I think, uh, I'm sorry, the Washington football team. I think that uh, my lean here in looking at this schedule, Amal, is to go, is to lay the 15 cents and go over seven and a half for them to get to eight and nine. You know, this additional 17th game mm-hmm. is such a huge advantage or a detriment from a betting perspective that I think the majority of teams, especially on some of these overs, it's going to help out a lot. You said it's seven and a half, correct? Seven and a half. So they got to get to eight, eight and nine. Eight. Which won't get them in the playoffs, right? No, Nine no, and eight no, won't no, get no. them in the playoffs no. either. That's why it's. Uh, um, you also look at to miss the playoffs here. Uh, you know, laying laying the two seventy five or two eighty is uh, is not a bad bet as well. Two seventy five to miss the playoffs. Here's the other thing, though, that really helps you if you bet under on this one, not over. If you bet under, mm-hmm. if this team gets off to a rough start, well, and you know you got four aces on the back end at Buffalo versus the Bucks at Saints and and uh, home, uh, excuse me, at Tampa. Uh, boy, that's a great opportunity on the underside. I, I would lean under. It's eight. Uh, you said seven and a half. Seven and a half. Oh, I'm right. sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm thinking. I had my mind. Eight. I had eight. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's. Uh, I, I'll take a pass on that one. I think they can probably get there with a healthier team. All right. Let's see if Amal is interested in any of the individual awards, and we'll start with Matt Rule for Coach of the Year. He is sixteen to one. Sam Darnold, as Comeback Player of the Year, is eighteen to one. What's he coming back from? Amal, did I miss a major injury? No, just being a turnover machine. Well, that's then it's a it's a lifelong comeback award. <laughs> yeah. Christian McCaffrey, who did who did who actually yeah. could be comeback player of the year. Yeah. I mean, he missed significant time last year. Offensive player of the year is ten to one. Interesting odds there uh, for a non quarterback. Um, defensive player of the year, say the name Bouye. Yeah, AJ Bouye, a uh, hundred to one, and then JC Horn, defensive rookie of the year, fourteen to one. I'm all. Uh, Horn uh, probably had 14 ones most intriguing. I, you know what I don't like? You've got a lot of coaches sitting at between 14 and 20 to 1. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to distinguish which one you would pick. I, I think it's a very you know arbitrary decision. I think you look for a team that probably, you know, Urban Meyer sticks out to me. Because if they somehow were to get close to seven wins and coming from the first pick, they'd have a chance. You look for a team that could have a true huge turnaround. So let's talk about rule coach there. They were 5 and 11 straight up last year. What number would they have to get to here? 10, 11 wins for him to get Probably serious nine consideration? Playoff, playoff, playoff berth, yeah. yeah. Nine I, and eight won't do it unless they make the playoffs. Yeah. Brandon Staley at 10 to one is your favorite in the coach of the year. Bill Belichick at 12 to one. Go ahead, Damon. Yeah, the reason why Belichick can win at 12 to one, not because of the team, because it'll be a lifetime achievement award, right? Because when was the last time Belichick has actually won coach of the year? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I, that's what I'm saying. I, I think it's one of those things. It's kind of like it's kind of like Nik- Nikita Kucherov said about uh, Andre Vasilevsky winning the Vesna. Well, you know, it's a lifetime and a lifetime award. Back before Brady became Brady, right? And the, and the defenses were what were their trademarks, and they were winning Super Bowls on defense. That's when it was more relevant for Belichick's side of the ball, right? Uh, Brady was Brady from day one. Uh, I mean, that Super Bowl against the Rams was he was he outstanding? The first Super Bowl they won. He who was the Super Bowl MVP? It should have been the kicker. I believe it was uh, Tom Brady. Well, okay, wonderful. How many passing yards did he have that game? I'm not a big passing yard stats guy. I mean, you, what do you want to take? Norm Van Brocklin is the greatest player in one game in NFL history since he threw for 554? My boy Arthur Smith's getting some love here, Amal, at 14-1, to 1, the, co, the co-third choice with Kyle Shanahan and and your guy, Urban Meyer. Yeah, uh, Urban at 14-1. to 1, I think Belichick, the 12-1 to 1 lifetime award. He's got a chance here. Belichick's intriguing. By the way, one coach of the year, Jacob just said, in 2010. Vic Fangio, sixteen to one. I mean, I think that's uh, that's odds to get fired by October. I don't get that number. I mean, if Rogers goes there, it's going to be Rogers' story, not Fangio. By right? the way, can we substitute the name Vic Fangio with Alex Bertrangelo? 
worst odds. Yeah, worst odds. Worst, what are you worst kidding odds me? for a best of <laughs> yeah, exactly. for a best of award. It's a joke, Vic Con, Fangio. Give me a break. Con Smythe. How, how about most likely to be fired before midway through the season? Yeah, that is. <laughs> uh, wait, take a look at that list. He's probably the only guy on there that has a shot to be fired. Brian Flores is going to have no a chance. long rope. R- so is Rule. Rule. Shan- Shanahan's running the organization. Nobody else is getting fired on that list. Shanahan isn't firing himself. I mean, you can tell me John Lynch is the general manager, but Shanahan's making all the decisions there. Urban Meyer's probably got a five-year leash. He'll retire before he ever gets fired. I agree with that completely. I don't know how long Urban Meyer's going to go. I mean, he's a guy who, when, this, when the stress starts affecting his health, he's willing to walk away from it. Oh, I think he doesn't have a choice. But I will tell you, I looked at Urban's records everywhere he's been. I, Saban, I, I get everyone says the greatest coach of all time in college football. There's not a better turnaround coach within the first two years of any program at the collegiate level than Urban Meyer. I mean, he takes over a Bowling Green team when the two and nine, they went eight and three his first year. Right. Saban didn't turn around Michigan State. Yeah, he went, best year was seven and five, I right. think. That's what I mean. But yeah. Ur- Urban, Bowling Green, Utah. Uh, Utah. Well, Utah, he went 22 and two in two years. They went five and six they, or and five they, and seven his first year. And they won a BCS game with that. They, won, they destroyed Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. And Ohio State went six and seven. They went 12 and 0 his first year at Ohio State. Florida, second year, wins a national title. Let's talk a little bit about this division. Uh, we haven't covered the Falcons yet. We'll do that tomorrow. We uh, really have to now that there's no more Julio Jones. Well, but we got to talk about Arthur Smith and his. Oh, the, God, the, I'm sorry, the, we're obligated. The impact Jesus. he'll have on Matt. I'm interested to get your take on Matt Ryan. Project out where you think Matt Ryan's going to be. How many more years he has left in his career? Pitts, the impact Pitts is going to have uh, on that team. Will it be felt early or later? But but when we look at this division here, I, I mean, I'm of the opinion the Buccaneers, unless they have some bad luck in the injury department, I agree. They should. They should win the NFC. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. The only thing is I wouldn't sleep completely on the New Orleans Saints. I think when you look at the rest of the talent on that team, Winston or Hill to be both, I would be surprised knowing Peyton if he has both of them throughout the course of the season in the same games, obviously. Something to pay attention to there. You know, the Falcons quickly. I think Austin Jones impacts Pitts, Ryan, and Ridley. I think all of them impact across the board. I don't think Joe Jones, he's not both guy, gets credit for how great he's been for the Decade. Julio Jones was there. Where project Falcons? Do you think they're the second best team in the division? No, you still no, think no, 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 yeah. no. Yeah, I, look, they have major question marks on defense. They've got to be able to stop somebody. They haven't been able to do that for a couple of years. But offensively, in a passing league with big dudes on the outside, Pitts and Jones, uh, you, you really become dangerous. My problem with the Panthers, and we talked about them today, I think the parts around the quarterback are better than the Falcons when you look at the balance offensive and defensively, but I think they've downgraded going to Darnold. Oh, there, oh there's no question Over, about from it. Bridgewater. I mean, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. Sam, listen, the problem with a lot of these players is when you look at it, I mean, who do you have there? You got, to, yeah, you drafted Terrence Marshall. You've got uh, uh, with, uh, DJ Moore over there. But to me, Mike, the biggest problem is when a GM decides this guy can play, I, I said right away when I watched the, sh- uh, the Cotton Bowl, when I saw Sam Darnold play Ohio State, I said, this guy can't play. He couldn't do anything against that defense, and the, those are all guys that are in the NFL, but they're not all elite. I mean, the, the, you're going to face some teams that have elite defenses. He's really going to struggle. He's a turnover machine. You know, Parcells used to talk about this all the time. You've got to value the football. That's the most important thing. Belichick does the same thing. If you don't understand the importance of it, it doesn't matter as a quarterback. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the slate in Major League Baseball tonight, including a matchup of teams whose starting pitchers have given up 10 earned runs against their opponent in just two starts.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to put on your lucky pair of Crocs and channel your inner fortune teller because your prediction might just make you $10,000 richer. The Crocs Hoops Draft Prediction Challenge is coming and dare we say free to play on DraftKings.com. If the odds are in your favor, 10 G's could be yours. Learn more at DraftKings.com slash Crocs. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. In 20 minutes, we'll have Rich Hollenberg. He does the pregame show for Bally Sports for the Tampa Bay Rays. We're going to talk to him about... Tyler Glass now, the race in the AL East, uh, and maybe a question or two about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I want to start out with two teams from the AL East. The Red Sox, they leave Yankee Stadium. They travel. They stay in state. Right. They travel up to Buffalo <laughs> to take on the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are red hot. I tried to make this argument to Josh Towers. I thought the Blue Jays could make the playoffs this year. He didn't buy it. The Blue Jays have won four in a row. They won their last game before the break at Tampa Bay. Robbie Ray threw a great game. And then they wiped out the Texas Rangers in Buffalo this weekend. Last four games, they've outskirted their opponents 28-3. to When you look at the pitching matchup tonight, though, Mo, both starters have struggled against their opponents this year. Ross Stripling, 
for the Blue Jays has faced the Red Sox twice. He's given up 10 runs and nine and a third innings. And Nick Pavetta has faced Tampa Bay twice, or excuse me, Toronto twice. He's given up 10 runs in 10 innings pitch. And it's reflected in the total tonight, Amal. Ten and a half in Buffalo. We see the home team as a $1.35 favorite. Well, Christmas is just around the corner. It's always nice to be giving when you can, and uh, both of these guys have done that. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, though. We're going to see some runs scored here. Ten and a half the total in this ballpark. <laughs> I got beat on a total with this uh, matchup earlier this year. No, I'm sorry, not this particular matchup, but in uh, Toronto, excuse me, in Buffalo, Buffalo with the Blue Jays playing there. It is tough to bet games under there. We saw the Blue Jays put up a 10 spot in two innings in the second game of the doubleheader. Uh, only five in the first game. But, Mike, I, I understand your argument for the Blue Jays potentially making the playoffs. The one thing I would push back is I feel like you're having a little bit of an overreaction because the Texas Rangers, I, I didn't realize they're still allowed to field a AAA team. They didn't show much life this weekend, just like the Minnesota Twins. Some life? I thought they actually came in with a corner in the stadium. Minnesota Twins had very little life in Detroit as well. I yeah, thought that might have been a worse performance but, but, than the Rangers. No, but I thought it was a great bet yesterday on the Tigers at plus money. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that they were a home dog in this situation. They had the edge in pitching. I was really surprised by that. Yeah. The Tigers are now back only nine games below five hundred as well, and they get the Texas Rangers coming to town tonight. Uh, maybe we'll have that play. Uh, maybe we'll have that play in the playbook or a mall in. I like what the blue. Over there, I like the. <laughs> I like the Blue Jays here uh, a, a little bit. The Red Sox only scored two runs the last two games at Yankee Stadium. Now Saturday night was rain short. Yeah. It was only six innings, but only one run last night. I thought Cole was a great bet, though. I thought Yankees bounced back. They got embarrassed on Friday night. Um, I, I thought Garrett Cole good opportunity, not the obscene price that you generally find with Garrett Cole. All right, another uh, interdivision matchup, but let's go all the way across the coast to Oakland. Sees the Angels take on the Athletics tonight. This game very close to a pick. Uh, A's about a 108 favorite over the Angels. You get Shohei Otani going for the Angels tonight against Cole Irvin, the lefty for the A's. Now, these two teams had a three-game set in Oakland back in June, the 14th through the 16th. The A's swept the Angels in that spot. All three of the games went over. I think Otani, and, and I, I was watching this series, they hosted the Mariners, is having some of that uh, letdown from the, from the home run cons. You don't see a lot of these guys... They expend a lot of energy in this home run contest at the All-Star game, and they come off that, and they don't perform well. He was 0 for 11 until he hit a home run late yesterday against the Mariners. He's and unbelievable in terms of going yard. I'll tell you who's unbelievable is this kid Gilbert. For They've now won nine straight starts. He's only 4-2, and two, but they've won nine straight of his starts. This kid's like 6-7, throws 95, and he's got slider, and now he's working on a changeup. But back to this game. Total here is 8. I looked at it because of the total. I'm leaning over here as well, Amal. Yeah, I would tend to agree with you. Oakland, though, for me, is generally a day game overplaced. Night games tend to go towards the under here. I think the Angels get hurt a lot by Otani when he's on the mound from an offensive perspective. To lose his bat is huge. I think that really impacts the team. You're talking about 34 homers you're taking out of the lineup. I mean, that, that's a big blow. So from that perspective, I give the A's an edge here. And you mentioned the home run derby contest. I didn't realize uh, Alonzo won a million dollars. I'm like, I'm surprised more guys don't compete in this. I'm just realizing that you saying it. I didn't know that as well. I thought it was, you know, hey, 25000 thanks for showing up. And it's just kind of like, do you want to compete? I didn't realize they get that kind of money. Because, you know, when you look at the NBA contest, you get $25,000, $50,000. Marquee matchup tonight is going to be at Chavez Ravine as the Giants take their one-game lead over the Dodgers into L.A. Interesting here, Gaussman was supposed to start. Kevin Gaussman, the uh, first game after the break at Bush Stadium Friday night. He was a late scratch. They went with Logan Webb. His wife had complications from her pregnancy, so he flew to Louisiana. He's back. He gets the start tonight against Gonsolin for the Dodgers. He's pitched twice. Dodger Stadium, the last outing, he was wild early, gave up three and took the loss against Bueller. His first start, he went six innings, two hits, no earned runs. 
Giants, you can get plus money on Gaussman here tonight. A rare occurrence. Yeah, a little golf clap for the bookmakers. Finally adjusting, realizing this Giants team is going to be here all year. I'm looking forward to this matchup tonight. I think Gaussman's going to bounce back big and have another performance like his first one. When we come back, we're going to find out where Amal Shaw's going, and we'll take a look at the Palm Reader playbook. College football season, Amal, is right around the corner, and that Can't means wait. the VSIN College Football Betting Guide is coming soon. Our experts look at the impact of the transfer portal, key games on the schedule, and early season trends to watch, so you have a betting edge this football season. The guide is only $19.99, and discounts are available when you buy early, so now is the time to reserve your copy. Or sign up for VSIN's all access package and get everything we have to offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. This is the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. I know many Amal of the Nuts loyalists were disappointed Friday when you didn't have a play in the playbook. And I assured them over the weekend, Amal will have at least one play on Monday. So don't let me down. I'm not, but I, I will tell you what, they weren't as good as the Sunday plays we had. By the way, got very lucky with the Mets. When you get Max Scherzer against Show Musgrove, you're making that bet every day of your life. We have four nothing to throw. I turn it off and I see on my phone it's four three. I had to watch the last fifth inning. Maxi gives up four earned runs, but I'll tell you what, his ERA is still under three. This guy's yeah. unbelievable. And by the way, Degrom gets scratched today, which is going to impact this Mets team already struggling a little bit. Uh, going to go to uh, t- uh, Tiger Stadium here. What is it? What is it? Comerica now? Comerica. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't, they don't pay me for advertising. That's why I generally don't say the name. Uh, Rangers versus Tigers. I'm going to go first five under four and a half. Mike, the reason why this was a nine on the overnight, I didn't catch it. Uh, it came down to eight and a half. Chose not to play the eight and a half. You know, those six and a half, eight and a half, ten and a half, those are not the kind of numbers you like to take under. You want the full number of seven, nine, or 11. So I'm going to go first five here. Mize and Gibson. Gibson has quietly had a really nice year for the Rangers. Nobody talks about him. How about a guy who's on the move? Potentially Kyle Gibson could be a good acquisition as a number three for somebody. Prior to the University of Missouri, Columbia. You know, he's probably toiled in anonymity as much as anyone. We talk about no one talks about Desclafani. No one is talking about Kyle Gibson. I, I, I tell you, probably about a month ago, uh, he was playing the Royals on a Saturday at home, maybe, maybe three, four weeks ago. I couldn't believe it was such a cheap price. I mean, he just dominated them in that game, and he has been consistent throughout the course of the season. Uh, I, I still don't believe, though, he should be a slight favorite or a pick in this one. I think Detroit deserves more respect than they're getting. I do as well. Uh, I, when you go to the playbook, I have this exact same play with Mize, Mize and Gibson here. And... It's about Gibson, but it's also about how listless the Rangers were in Buffalo uh, against the Blue Jays this past weekend. They didn't hit the ball at all. As I said, they only scored two runs over the over the weekend. Tigers got some momentum going here. They sweep the Twins. They're nine games back. But here's the thing. They're a young team, and they're building. I think A.J. Hitch makes a winner out of this team uh, within the next couple of years, and you'll see them in the playoffs. i got to give A.J. Hinch a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you take this Detroit team, especially with the C- the start that they got off to and to where they are now is really impressive. Uh, you know, a lot of times I was not as necessarily a big fan of a manager in terms of management. I've always been told uh, by former players that a manager is important for managing a bullpen and managing personalities. 
And A.J. Hinge seems to be doing a terrific job with that in Detroit right now. Because, you know, they always used to recycle Brad Ausmus because he's an Ivy Leaguer. Just because he went to an Ivy League doesn't make him necessarily a Mensa member. Yeah. Uh, and the thing here is they have had so many draft picks over the year and a lot of young arms. If they can get to a point where they can score some runs with this offense, they'll be dangerous because they're putting a rotation together. Do you think in baseball, if players were required to play in college, there would be less misses on high school players? I don't know, because I think that they get developed within the, the, the farm system, as well as, if not better than in colleges. Depends a, on where you go to school, obviously. Well, whoever these people are that are developing, can we fire them all? Spin rates? I mean, what do we got? Homers yeah. and strikeouts? You know, it, it's unbelievable. It's just, in my opinion, it's destroying the game. It's not even fun anymore. It's not the way it used to be. We complain a lot of them all. I still like to sit there on a Sunday afternoon and watch three. I when if, if I come in here and I have access to every game, I'm watching five or six at a time running the TVs. But I still, even yesterday, I was at home, enjoy going back and forth between three or four different baseball games, checking a soccer score here and there. I mean, hold the, on, it's the pace of the game that you enjoy. I, oh, speak for yourself. Number number two. Uh, oh, number two. <laughs> let me ask you this question. Uh, if you don't have action on a game, mm-hmm. are you watching the game? No. Okay, that's a good answer. Because I was going to say, I thought you were referring... I, no. I think baseball is the greatest sport to bet on. Yeah. I think it's one of the tougher ones, but I think it's the best sport. You know yeah. why? Because nothing bad can happen to you when you're on offense. In football, you could have the ball first and go at the one, right. and you could fumble the ball and then go 99 the other way. Yeah. Basketball, it's a game of runs. Two, two, and in yeah. basketball, the possession chain, 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 chain. Hockey, you get down one nothing, you're like, oh, it's over. We lost. It's, <laughs> you know, We might get shut out today. But in baseball, because of the fact... I always love when, I, when that pitching staff, I'm on defense, they get through it. I'm like, good. All right, no problem. Nothing doesn't matter what happens here in the next half inning as long as you get through the pitching on the defensive side. Uh, so Mize against Gibson, I list them both here. Of course, when you make first five bets, it's usually the listed pitchers at most books. First five under four and a half in them all, and I both laid the same juice, 120 here. My other game is the first part. Now, this game goes a little bit early because it's a, a seven-inning doubleheader. I'm fading the Twins, but you know I've been on Lance Lynn a lot this year, too. Twins listless in Detroit. Um, good chance for the White Sox to put some more distance between them and the rest of the AL Central here. Big Daddy Lanceland. I don't want to lay 225 here. I laid 110. You can find it now at 105 on the run line. A couple reasons why there's such a drastic difference. One, it's a seven-inning game. Right. Two, they're the home team, right? But I just I don't see this Twins scoring more than one or two here. And the pitcher for the Twins has only had two outings. It, he's a fill-in spot here. An ERA of over, uh, of over nine or close to nine. So... White Sox, give them credit. Houston came in. They got swept. They got bludgeoned in Houston about three weeks ago. Came back, played very well. Rondon pitched great yesterday. They shut out the Astros. That was a good pitching matchup with Framber, Valdez, and Rondon. Rondon gets the better of them, 4 nothing. Giolito pitched well this weekend, too. So I think you're right. I think that may be a preview of the ALCS, White Sox and Astros. Yeah, I think it's a great possibility of it occurring when you look at things right now. But don't discount the Rays or the Red Sox. These teams can be dangerous. And that's what makes baseball so much fun in the postseason. Why are you shaking your head? I don't. I just, we'll, we'll talk to, we're going to get Rich Hollenberg here in, in less than five minutes. I don't know. Is Glass now healthy? I think Richie Hill's running out of gas. He's pitching more innings this year than he has. That's usually three, three years worth of innings for Richie Hill here. I mean, you're going to go into the playoffs needing Yarbrough and Waka to, to get some wins for you? I, I don't mind Yarbrough. Waka, I'm not necessarily thrilled about. But when you mentioned uh, Rich Hill, it's been about three years since I thought he was over the hill. I always say Rich Hill's a great guy to have on your roster for a spot start in the playoffs. <laughs> not, not, to get, not to give you 40 starts. Yeah, exactly. You know, but th- that's interesting. That AL, uh, AL East race is really compelling. I think it's going to be who's going to go out and make the moves. You know, is it going to be the Red Sox, the Rays, the Yankees? 
uh, or the Blue Jays. I'm I'm with Towers. I'm surprised the Yankees haven't made a move yet and gone out and got another starter or or somebody that can hit for average. Because they know they're not winning. You think I, so? No, I don't think they're going to be able to win. Look at their schedule. Look, for them, it's easy. They make a determination based on how they do in this July schedule. They got the Astros. They've got the Red Sox again. If they can navigate this, because they end up going two you know, two and one versus Boston, which is not necessarily a benefit, right? You gain one game. I would rather have three games removed from the standings if they're going to gain one game against me in in a you know three game set at home. When you think about the Blue Jays or the Yankees, they're really looking at Oakland, I think, because yes. as for that wild card, yes, because I think exactly. it's going to be going to be very hard to overcome the top two teams in the division, both the Rays uh, and the Red Sox. I, I tend to agree with you. Uh, pay attention how New York does over the next two weeks by the trade deadline. We'll get into this topic even deeper when we come back from the break. We're going to have Rich Hollenberg from the Tampa Bay Rays join us. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
If you're looking for a hot tip to bet on, Bet Rivers Sportsbook has you covered every day. Go to the Bet Rivers app or betrivers.com and find the game you want to bet on. Tap tips and you'll get instant research for the upcoming matchup. Try it out for baseball, soccer, tennis, and a variety of other sports. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. And Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Abal Shaw. And without any further ado, we're going to bring in Rich Hollenberg. He hosts the pregame show for the Tampa Bay Rays for Valley Sports. You may know him from calling college basketball games for ESPN. Thanks for joining us, Rich. My pleasure to be with you guys, as always. Rich, can we get it start off with an update on Tyler Glass now? Uh, well, the good news is um, that he's throwing a baseball. That's the latest that we've gotten from Kevin Cash and company. But even that is a, uh, a much more positive sign than anybody expected when he first walked out of the game um, when he got injured uh, a little bit before the All-Star break because it obviously looked like it was Tommy John, UCL, all those bad things that you hear all the way. But this is now the second time that Tyler's gone through this. A couple years ago, he left the mound and left the game, and everyone was saying, oh, my gosh, he's barely started his Rays career He's off to such a great start. This is back in 19. And now we're not going to see him for a year and a half. And he didn't have to get cut that time. And he doesn't have to get cut this time. The kid is, has some Superman qualities to him. I'm not going to lie. He's got the, he's got the hair. He's got the looks. He's got the body certainly has the arm talent as we've all seen. Uh, but he's got some, some pretty good DNA because uh, for him to suffer the kind of injuries that he's had, and the way that he uses that rocket arm, throwing you know ninety six to a hundred and breaking off twelve to six curves and what have you, and still not require surgery with how much pressure he puts on that right arm, um, that's great news. And just the fact that he's throwing a baseball at all means that there is still hope being held out that by the end of this season we might see Tyler Glass now in some way, shape, or form. Rich, I'm not trying to cause any controversy. This is a serious question. If you are the New York Yankees, the Boston Red Sox, the Dodgers, they do a tremendous job of scouting. Why don't you just hire the entire race scouting department? There is no team in baseball that develops youth talent or young talent the way the Rays do. Number one farm system right now, MLB, Tampa Bay Rays. You look at the guys that come through your guys' system, it is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, Rob Metzler, who's the scouting director for the team, does a fantastic job. And uh, I just got done talking to him a little bit before the MLB draft. We kind of always do a State of the Union together. And, you know, they, they just go about their business. I don't know if it's any different than any other teams because they have the same information that everybody gets. But, you know, looking at it myopically, because it's the only team I cover on a day-to-day basis, fellas, the one thing that I think the Rays do um, put as much if not a little bit more um, to in, when you're talking about how and why to draft somebody or how and why to trade for somebody. Um, the, the mental makeup is something they, they put a ton of stock into. 
How is he going to fit in the clubhouse? Um, where is he coming from? Does he have a chip on his shoulder? Has he been undervalued? Those are the kind of players that they look for. You look up and down this roster, just the 26-man roster right now, and you're not looking at any superstars. Certainly the Rays have guys like Austin Meadows, who was a first-round draft pick when he got plucked um, out of, out of Grayson, uh, George, uh, Grayson High School. Um, he was a high first-round pick. But there aren't a lot of dudes who have tremendous pedigrees. A lot of these guys were either taken later in the rounds in the draft or traded for, and they were kind of throw-ins to a certain trade, like Tyler Glass now was in that Pittsburgh trade, like Shane Boz was, who still hasn't gotten to the major league level but is absolutely tearing it up in the minor leagues. The Rays are filthy with kids like that who, for whatever reason, either a major league team gave up on them, they got DFA'd, they got traded, or it's just not a high draft pick at a college or high school, and they want to prove themselves. That's one of the ways that the Rays, A, keep their payroll so low because they don't have to pay superstar prices for these guys who don't have superstar numbers, but B, it also lends to that mental makeup that I men- mentioned before. They will do anything to win ball games. It's not about individual stats for these guys. It's about winning to put themselves on a stage to showcase whatever talents that they have. We're speaking with Rich Hollenberg. He hosts a pregame show for Bally Sports for the Tampa Bay Rays calls college basketball for ESPN. Rich, you mentioned you get to watch the Rays play every day and you get to have a seat for this amazing race, I think, in the AL East. I really think this is a legitimate four-team race. When we take a look at the betting market from the perspective of your team, they're a minus $4 favorite to make the playoffs. They're plus 160 to win the East. I think all four of these teams are still alive. I like the Blue Jays a lot when you take a look at the rotation of Ray Ryu, Stripling, Matson, if Manoa can hold up. Talk to me about your team. Where do you project them? You think they are still a legitimate chance to return to the World Series? And, and I speak to this because Glass now is out. Rich Hill hasn't pitched this many innings in a decade. You're going to have to rely on guys like Yarborough, Waka, and Fleming to probably win some game in the playoffs if you want to advance. Um, I, I'll I'll see what you said and raise you on that. I think the Rays should be the favorite to win the American League East. I tip my cap to the Red Sox. I've been saying since the first month of the season, their pitching's not going to hold up. Their pitching's not going to hold up. And right now, we're turning the corner and heading into August and their pitching has more than held up. So um, I, I, I was wrong to some extent on that. The one place I will beg to differ with your opinion on the league is, or on that division in particular is I don't think the Yankees are contenders anymore. I know they're going to be buyers because they're the Yankees, but I don't think they're contenders anymore. They're fragile in terms of their lineup, and they are erratic at best when you talk about their pitching. I'm not thrilled with Toronto, and here's why. That starting rotation that you talked about is terrific, and it's as good, if not better, than any in the American League, but that bullpen is atrocious, and that is one of the reasons why the Rays have really had good success against the Blue Jays this year. They have th- their pitching, the way that they have lined up their pitching, they don't need Tyler Glass now, and that, that sounds like blasphemy because, listen, I can't wait till Tyler comes back, even if he's able to – throw two innings and maybe three innings and work as a bullpen guy or work as an opener or something like that, that's a plus. 
But the fact that they've been able to win at this clip since he's gone out, and they went on that seven-game losing streak right after he got injured. It wasn't totally because Glass now is there. He pitches every five days, so you can't put a seven-game losing streak on a starting pitcher. But since that seven-game losing streak, they're back to being one of the best teams in baseball. And why? Because they have bullpen arms for days. And no one else in the American League East, let alone in the American League, or even in the major leagues around the the 30 teams you look at, they have the depth that the Rays have. The Rays can mix and match you to death, so all they need is for their starters to go five. If they go five, the Rays have the advantage over any team in baseball. And that's why I think the Rays should be, and you know, you guys are the experts out there in Vegas, but I would put my money on the Rays winning their division. Rich, I agree with a lot of the points you made there. I'm not sure if Mike necessarily mentioned the Yankees, but I think he did because our boss is a Yankee fan. The other, the other, but I'm going to tell you in all honesty where I slightly disagree with you on Boston. The sailor could be coming back for this team. How impactful could he be? Because we usually see he breaks down by late August, but now that you get him into the mix in July and August, it's only a two month stint. He could be prime Chris Sale potentially, assuming that's a big if, how successful he is when he comes back. That, and that is humongous. And listen, I know Haim Bloom really well from his time with the Rays. Now he's in charge of the Red Sox. They will be buyers, and they will fortify that team. So when, when you talk about it possibly being a four-team race, I think it's going to be a two-team race. But I wouldn't be surprised if the, the, you know, two of the wild cards are from the American League East also. So you're looking at three playoff teams in the American League East. I, again, I don't think, and I hope I'm not poking the bear here, I don't think that the Yankees have the juice to, uh, to make a late run, even though they're going to be buyers. I know that, and we all know that come July 31st. Uh, but Chris Sale would be a huge X factor, just like Tyler Glass now is going to be a huge X factor. A lot of it doesn't necessarily come down to the talent on the field. A lot of it comes down to the health of your roster as you get to the most critical juncture of the season. And that's a big reason why you mentioned Rich Hill hasn't pitched this many innings in a decade. Rich Hill isn't going more than five-plus innings anymore. The reason he's not is not because he can't. It's because the Rays want to save those innings come September and October. So they are being extremely mindful of all of those things. And while they are now 53-38, and 38, I mean, there's 17 games over 500. They have 49 games left, fellas. 29 of those 49 are against last-place teams. 13 against Baltimore, six against Minnesota, seven against the Tigers, and three against the Marlins. So let's figure, let's assume that the Rays keep the foot on the pedal when they play those terrible teams because they still have games against Boston and they have games against Houston and they have games against the Yankees. I recognize that. But when you talk about 29 of their final 49 games being against some of the worst in baseball, I think things bode well for the Rays. Rich, thanks for the time, and good luck with the Rays' public workout against the Orioles this afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Don't jinx it, fellas. Don't jinx it. Thanks, Rich. Thank you very much. That was a pleasure. That was great. Great insight. He makes a lot of compelling points for the arguments, but I agree with him. The Yankees are not making it. He's as passionate about the Rays as you are about Beeson. Stay tuned. Up next, Betting Across America.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus